This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Only Friends Podcast. Today is the shame edition. We shame Christian for not coming. Shame. 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 Also, he's back in Las Vegas, correct? Yeah, that's why we shame him. So everybody tweet at Chin and say, what the fuck? You abandoned us. Yeah, we all wore our shirts today. Shout out to the man, the myth, the legend that printed these up for us. I am the old timey reg. Uh... The child of the sim here to my immediate right. Yeah, I have the uh, body of an old-timey reg right now, but we'll get there. I have to tell you, I, I understand this is the first time you've ever been physically active and the first time you've <laughs> ever been hurt, but you are such a little you bitch. You are, baby. No, it just... Oh, when you sprain your oh, wrist... Oh, no. I did it. You said it. <laughs> what? I said the B word. You did? Baby? No, I called I was, him a little bitch. Oh. <laughs> oh I was Canceled. Gonna, I yep, did it again. Are they allowed to say it to guys, mm-hmm. though? Yeah, look. Bro. You hurt your hand because you jumped over a fence. You should have seen my ankle okay. when I sprained it in tennis. Slapped a fucking compression sock on that thing and kept going. That's what I said. It blew to like four times the size my ankle should be. Yeah, you know why you keep going? Because you can't do any more damage. It's yeah. already done. Well, I didn't. I just didn't, I didn't want to have to sit out. Right. <laughs> you wrap it. Like we we get it. You're sore. Did I go to the gym yesterday? Yeah, did you okay, complain then. about it the whole time? Did yeah. I do my workout? Yes, don't worry about it. <laughs> I didn't fucking complain. I was just saying, I, but he literally told I don't, me. I don't, want to be, I don't want to hear about this stiff old man back. He I told, know. <laughs> he said, do what you can and can't do. So I was telling him what I could and could not do. What could you not do? I couldn't. The uh, little ab wheel stuff was hard, but I did it. Mm. Couldn't do push-ups, though. Too mm-hmm. much risk. Yeah, definitely too much risk on that. Okay, oh, then. I'm agreeing with you. So I said, oh, I can't do push-ups. And so now I'm... Now I'm Crying completely. No, no, it's no, because no, no, of the no. oh, they'll keep referencing you as yeah, an old no. man. Uh, I'm, I'm the old I only did it once. Yeah, yeah, you did it five times in pre-production. Yeah. I did it I'm I did it once man. here. Oh. The, that's the fucking oh. joke, man. Oh. oh this back of mine. You're ruining the joke. I'm it's over. Injured. I'm never I'm not I'm not old. Fuck this guy. This guy's <laughs> an old piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, old, bald, sad. <laughs> That's the joke, though. Uh, I said that five times in pre-production, you know? Oh, uh, man. Well, that's a funny sad. joke. You can keep repeating it. That's not yeah. a dad joke. That's a rad joke. That's not a dad joke. It's a bad joke because I don't mean it. I love you, Matt. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Conrad has his tab shirt on, but you can't see because mm-hmm. he's watching porn, I Yeah, assume. what are you doing out there? I can only assume he's watching don't porn. Don't tell anybody about my porn addiction. Well, I mean, it's, Naya knows. Did someone say poker? Did someone say Speaking of addiction... Uh, did anybody see that Browns tailgate this past weekend? Oh, I did not. No, you guys didn't see this? No, I don't think. Oh, no, that... what is happening? <laughs> this is hilarious. Okay, so let's... Oh my god, is that a boner? <laughs> yes, that's a boner. Uh, For real? That thing's long. Well, I mean, it's a it's a mannequin, Melissa. Oh. Put it on. <laughs> oh. Keep, not a keep real it in your person. pants. Let's, uh, let's go through and dissect this, this image a little bit. So, uh, Guapa, if you want to pull that back up. What you'll see what here is here? is we have a mannequin on a massage table, okay. a sign that says happy endings are not illegal uh, in reference to Deshaun mm. Watson and his 27 out-of-court settled cases oh. uh, as he's serving his 11-game suspension. Why do they have tips for the mannequin? What, 
Well, I don't know that that's that important, but if you look in the upper right-hand corner, you're going to find a nice little Easter egg there. And what you're going to see... Oh, I, see, I know that guy. What you're going to see is is the giant Dong Black Man meme mm -hmm. where uh, he, he seems to be repping the dog pound. He's on a, he's on a Cleveland Brown flag, <laughs> RIP to my man out there. Uh, these people should be absolutely ended. The Browns should not be in the NFL anymore. Right. They should just eliminate them as a franchise. <laughs> the entire city is a goddamn embarrassment. I think today is the day that we all come together and we finally come to an agreement that Cleveland well, should it, be no more. Isn't it hard? Uh, Pittsburgh's in Ohio too, so that's no. like your neighboring city. <laughs> okay, what so... Are you, what are you, dumb? Can we, um, can we get dumb? Melissa off the podcast now? <laughs> Go wherever Chin is, go with him. City. The only thing I know, it's all in the <laughs> Midwest. I'm going to be mean to your That's neighbor like that. Wow. <laughs> where's, where's the Mike McDonald, are you dumb comment? Yeah. We, should, we should just have that queued up at all times. Like, we should also get the, we should get the uh, geography of America. Get that map back. Yeah, apparently. Pittsburgh, Ohio. We already settled this. The soda pop line is what defines the Midwest. Uh, I don't think that's true. Yeah. No. no. It's yeah. it's very <laughs> anyone on the East Coast doesn't say pop. Yeah, no, uh, nobody. That what would you call Baltimore? Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I was asking. <laughs> the streets. <laughs> Region wise, what Baltimore. would you call Baltimore? The wire. The wire. <laughs> You're just saying words. <laughs> <laughs> lot it's, of... it's like the uh, water area of the coast. I'm sorry, the what? You know, it's like water. <laughs> what? Maryland. Yes. Maryland's not uh, east, east. It's not like. It, it's getting south. It's starting yeah, it's to get getting, the south. It's That's getting, just a, they're doing crabbing. And so, can we please crabbing? pull up the map of America? It's, can we just, can we just explore? South, and when we talk about the east coast, it's the northeast. Northeast. Like, it's the real, like, you know, New York, New Jersey. Just that look. piece of shit fucking landfill up top of wherever you, Boston or okay, whatever. Okay, first, <laughs> yeah. first of all, Pitts, Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, both northeast. Yeah, but Pittsburgh is, Pennsylvania is so wide. No, it's not. And it's, it's far into Ohio, essentially. We have a graphic here for you. What are you talking about? Midwest. And Philly's in Jersey, I guess, by that. Pretty much, yeah. By that I mean, it's, logic. So, it's like less than an hour. What Guapo, can you tell me what that map is kind of, Showing here? Uh, let's see here. Soda pop line. I would assume the yellow is pop. Yep. Yeah. I want to know what the fuck. It looks as though pop greatly outweighs. Yellow is pop. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what outweighs what. She she she's right. She's right in the the sense that you want to know what's insane. Is the Midwest says pop and Pittsburgh says pop, but that doesn't mean that Pittsburgh is Seattle also says pop. Like what are we talking about here? Alaska says pop. You can take Seattle, okay? Okay. What's what's the only thing that matters at this map is that New York and California call it soda. What should be really concerning the rest of the world What should be really concerning to your argument is that more of the United States seems to call it Coke than soda. Well, it's not a population. Everywhere in the South just calls it Coke. Geographical. All pop coke. Space. Do they? Because well, like from Florida, it would, just, it would just be soda. I can't believe we're having this argument again. Again, I know. We're back <laughs> it, on it's it. It's remarkable. It's so easy to just, trigger you <laughs> Just accept it. that it's pop and it's let's move not. on. Speaking I of, mean, no. Speaking, like, that's speaking of triggered. <laughs> speaking of triggered, 
as if I wasn't already by watching a mannequin with a nine-inch heart on. Uh, the Venetian today has the balls. <laughs> the balls. The fucking gall. <laughs> These guys have the balls to put out their October guaranteed schedule of 1.8 million. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Are they going to cancel it or? I, I assume so. Yeah. I How many events that... are you playing? No, I, look. <laughs> at some point, you know, you graduate past the Venetian. That's I'll that's be, the whole. I'll be there for all of them. When yeah. I go to Venetian, I feel like I'm rattling around in one of those claw machines. <laughs> <laughs> I leave with a what, migraine every time. What I was trying to explain yesterday, and I actually think it's quite accurate, is that uh, if we view if we view the poker landscape as being a linear stepping stone where you know when you're at this stage of your career you play x amount or like x game or whatever yep venetian is that bottom tier like mm. when you're entering the I mtt think you can skip it if you're rich that's your stomping mm. ground you got to stomp at the venetian yeah you gotta like, stomp. It, oh, if you're doing mtt's yeah. if you're an mtt you're an player MTTs, and yeah. you're entry level mtt player like that's your spot yeah. you're there the first six mtt to seven ever played was at the venetian yeah Just, yeah you're there six to eight times a year Grinding it out, playing a four hundred dollar rake fest, like you just have to. I mean, they just run them daily, kind of. Right. They have a pretty good. They have a pretty good schedule. Yeah, they, they do, allow yeah. for. But like you know, the stage. second that you have some self respect and a little bit of pocket change, you mm. get the fuck out of that place and you never come back. No, yeah. just when another event is running somewhere else. No. <laughs> no. You still, why not? You don't miss events. Just yeah. Yeah. It's people are grinding the live MTTs. They're. They're grinding. No, yeah, but, no like, one's just like, missing events because it's the Venetian. Like, this is not going to happen. doesn't matter if you have... You're, you're not hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> you just graduate beyond... Like, the same way you don't go to the Orleans. Like, you just graduate beyond it. Nobody needs to play a $400 50K guarantee. Right. When you have 500K... A tournament, a 400 deep stack at the Venetian doesn't seem as good. When you have 50k of sure, 400 right? deep stack at the Venetian, <laughs> doesn't seem as good. I was just, I was trying that to prove your point. Yeah. You where, your where, do, where do you play then if when you have a 50k bankroll? You you play anywhere else. Like <laughs> you travel, you travel to the MSPTs, you travel to the WSOP circuits, you travel. It's expensive. Yeah, it is. I think but a 50 50,000 roll is like just you could just travel over the country. That's because you you're cash. thinking about it as a 40 year old man who would be tortoising his way through. This is true. But if you're 23 and you have $50,000, you go coast to coast and you avoid the Venetian like a fucking plague. Unless they have an MSPT and then you go play because it's not a Venetian, it's an MSPT. Well, it depends if it's guaranteed or not. Yeah, it depends if you are. Does it really matter if it's guaranteed or not? No, not at all. <laughs> the other thing is that every time I've been there, I feel like I am bothering the floor 100%. by existing 100%. in percent. <laughs> that was the point I, I, was, I was mostly bringing up yesterday is I've never felt treated worse. I, it's like I'm literally like a bane to their existence. It, oh. it was the exact opposite too before. I don't know. I don't remember what happened in 2015, but they made a conscious effort in 2015 to like basically just destroy the poker room. Mm. Uh, and I only know this specific to that time frame because I was looking back at my DMs with, with Tommy. And the last time we had spoken was in 2015, they were closing all of the boxes in the poker room. And I had, that was like my spot. I played the Venetian almost exclusively. From 2008 to like 2012 <laughs> it, or, or so uh and like 2011 2012 i started like splitting time between there and the bellagio because bellagio was regularly 10 20 where venetian was kind of capped at 510 but they had uncapped 510 from 2008 to 2011 that was the best in the city and it wasn't even remotely close 
And we were all loyal there. They had a salon where they would sometimes run high stakes games. That was the first time I ever played with Bob Bright, where he just put me in a fucking blender for basically my entire bankroll. <laughs> and I picked them off. <laughs> like he literally put me all in for my bankroll on the river. And I was just like, you know what, man? The fact that you're playing with your bankroll so in so oh, many of these stories. <laughs> so many of these stories is just you with your entire Always bankroll. case money on the it's table. It's so stressful. What, what, what happened? This was his entire 20s. <laughs> yeah. Literally his entire 20s. What happened is I went to the Venetian to play my normal 510 game. Bob Bright showed up. Billy DJAF was there. Muhaha was there. We had the whole mm -hmm. cast of characters. They get 10, 20, 40 rolling in the, sal uh, in the salon. I have 25K. I sit with 20. Okay. You know, you yeah, leave yourself you an out. You gotta top up with 5K well, or no, you rebuy for 5K. You leave yourself an out. Oh. You know, I want to be able to play a little 2-5 gotcha. if, if shit goes wrong. Okay. And by 2-5. That's, that's very uh, right. responsible of you. Yeah, smart. Yeah. And by, by, by play 2-5, I mean sit with one 5K buy-in at 510 yeah. if things go wrong. But uh, sit with the 20K. And somehow we get to a situation where I think I had trip kings uh, on a board where the flush hit the river. And Bob had just like check called flop and then just started leading into me oh, no. whenever I turned the trips. And then he just like rips it on the river. And I tanked so long that the game broke. You have a diamond? We, we were shorthanded. Uh, I don't remember. I think I had King Queen off with one of the blockers, but it was 2009. Blockers weren't a thing. Yeah, it didn't really blockers make a difference. Blockers aren't real. I was just looking. I tanked so long. We were already shorthanded. We were like down to four or five. And I knew that if I won this pot, I wanted to leave anyway because I just doubled my net worth. <laughs> So I'm just like, I'm, I'm waiting this out, man. I need to fucking know if this guy is like really coming after me. And I'm like staring at him and I'm talking to him. And if you've ever played with Bob, nobody on earth gives less of a fuck. Gives zero fucks. About the outcome of mm -hmm. a hand. Like he's not nervous. There's nothing going on. But, but he gave me a little bit of a vibe, like a little non-communication of like, mm -hmm. I'm going to make you rich, kid. <laughs> 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 a little small smile and like, after like 13 and a half minutes muhaha wandered back to the table couldn't believe i was still putting this poor man into the ringer and just like made a comment i was like uh, i call and he goes hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice good call <laughs> just like rips over nothing i'm like yeah first oh, time man. i played with bob right it was actually like uh, last month and it was like two five at South Point. South Point. Right? Yeah, he, wow. told me, he told me about it. Yeah, Bob's was, making the South Point rounds. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. He gets like nines in against tens all in pre, right? And he spikes a nine at the river, and this guy loses it. Like he just he feels it, and you just see Bob looking into this fucking guy's soul, just like, "Yep, I fucked you." <laughs> I was dying. Yeah, he told me. I, he obviously didn't remember that hand. Uh, nor does he remember the hand from the Venetian because, again, he doesn't care. Right. But uh, we were playing No Gamble, No Future, which, by the way, airs tonight. Little little shout out, mm. little plug for uh, Poker Go. Uh, but we were playing the lineup there, and uh, he had mentioned like he ran into one of my roommates. I go, Yeah, I heard you were playing two five at the at the South Point with him. He goes, Yeah, I you know I don't care what the stakes are. Like, <laughs> I just goat. I'm just there to to cause pain. I go, Yeah, I heard you I heard you two outed somebody. He goes, Did I? <laughs> He's on, so fucking great. Yeah. He's on the opposite bait. side of the journey, man. He, uh, uh, I wish I would have had this queued up. I didn't realize we were going to get into a Bob Wright discussion, but he, <laughs> he won a 300K pot the other day, uh, yeah. straight flushing 
uh, versus the nut flush yeah, versus in Kerr. 200, 400 versus, versus Shane Kerr. Wow. Uh, that made its rounds. Yeah. And, and then like the same day. It was the next day. Or the next day, Feldman had straight flush over straight flush. That's so sick. In a slightly smaller game for like a 40K pot. Or Both 50K holding pot. two cards? Yeah, he yeah. had eight, seven of hearts versus king, queen of hearts. Oh my or so sorry, seven six, of, seven, six of hearts no, versus. You're right. It was seven, eight of hearts nine, against ten. king, yeah, 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 nine, ten jack. You're right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, they're, they're sure. just over there dealing out the fucking coolers. It's oh, <laughs> so sick. How does that is there happen? a bad beat jackpot in there? No, no, no. That's, the, that's the bad beat. Is there's yeah. no bad beat jackpot. Fake bad beat jackpot. Higher stakes games, yeah. so that's where all the action is. Or that's fucking Oscar. Talk about bad beat jackpots. One, we were playing at parks one time and it was like literally two weeks before the fucking bad beat jackpot got put in place. He gets fucking quads versus quads and loses. Mm. And it was just like literally a week and a half or something like that. They put a fucking 300k bad beat jackpot oh in play. <laughs> That's so brutal. Everyone has those beats. Um, speaking of of wow, this this that's a terrible segue. <laughs> Where am I going with this? Uh-oh. We 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 can't get into the scamming people is speaking with beats. That mm. that would just be insane. <laughs> I was I read, I actually did my homework this time. Sorry guys. I appreciate you, Landon. Fuck me. <laughs> Do the ad read, Berkey. Ad read. We only have one sponsor. You have one job. Today's podcast will be brought to you by BetMGM, and we'll be doing an ASMR ad read. Apparently. Yes. Oh, man. Do you have what it takes to become a BetMGM poker champion? Starting September 15th, players in New Jersey, Michigan, and Pennsylvania will battle for state-by-state supremacy in the BetMGM Poker Online Championship. Over $2 million is guaranteed throughout the series. Visit BetMGM.com for the full series schedule and take your seat today. Big shout out to BetMGM for sponsoring the pod this week. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, If you were in one of those three states and you're interested in Firing up uh, a, a little bit of tournament action. They do have $2 million in guarantees across all sites. Uh, there's a daily 100 k guarantee phase one that begins at 8 p.m. You guys can all check that out. God, you're so good at reading ads. I know. Oh, I mean, we should have a lot more of them, don't you think? Uh, you yeah. think, I mean, man. Like, don't you want this man to be just reading your ads? You see how good that was? Man, we're not going to have Conrad do it or me. Uh. We should have Conrad do it one day. That'd be funny. If, if we'll we read were... together, Conrad. <laughs> yeah. You guys can take turns. And honestly, the camera should just stay fixated on both of you during wow. that. I actually have a great idea. Conrad uh. does the spelling for it, and Brian just reads it as slow oh, as possible. <laughs> yeah. uh, That'd be incredible. I'm trying to decipher what, what this word is. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a new episode of Poker Out Loud Out. Uh, I kind of mentioned this yesterday. We put out a brief graphic of a hand that was played between Michael Acevedo and uh, K-Rab. We're going to give you the highlights of that hand right now. If you're interested in checking out the entire episode or the previous seven seasons, you can head over to solveforwhy.io, sign up for a two-week free trial. It's actually kind of interesting because my hand could consider fast playing or I could consider flatting. I think I'm usually behind if all the money goes in. I think his range uh, is going to contain quite a bit of ASX, so I'm going to start with a small bet. Michael's doing a good job here of leaving money behind, making it harder for some of my marginal hands. 
very bad reward card for me. I was gonna just go all in in pretty much any reward. I think the only automatic call he's gonna have is pocket kings, uh, whereas pocket aces is somewhat likely to trap me on the turn. I'm getting a very good price, of course, um, to call here. Um, All right, so if you guys are interested in catching that whole episode, I got to tell you, all the hands are exactly like that. <laughs> they're just all, they're all next level, big brain, trying to figure out what the hell is going on when third pot goes in on the river in a four bet spot, tight range versus tight range. If you guys want to see more of that, hear the full analysis, you can head over to solveforwide.io. Again, sign up for a two-week free trial. Or just hit hashtag S4Y in the chat and you'll get the link there. Moving into today's bigger story. Let me find my notes. Where they at? <laughs> there we go. Um, so we're going to take this in kind of two parts. Uh, first, let's just outline what, what's been going on before we uh, actually talk about the two different lenses through which we're going to see this. But uh, over in the Twitch streets... There was a streamer who goes by the name of Slicker. Uh, and apparently for the last, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Two years. Two years, yeah. Uh, he's taken somewhere in the neighborhood of 300,000 off of his community, off of other streamers in the industry. Uh, and basically anybody that he could get to trust him uh, with some amount of money. And it appears as though he's degened all of this money off. So uh, I'm not familiar with Slicker. Is he a gamer or is he a slot streamer? Or is I he both? I think he's a variety streamer. Okay, so he kind of does a little bit of everything from esports to, you know, slot streaming, whatever. Just chatting. Right. Uh, and it seems as though he has a pretty big platform, as best I can tell. Yeah. Like, the way other streamers are talking about him, he's sort of not, like, S tier. But sure. he's, like, you know... He's well known enough to go by Slicker, not just like X streamer. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like he'll play games, plays Counter Strike, does a bunch of stuff in the gaming, like the gaming side of of uh, streaming. So before before I I break this down a little bit further, what do you think somebody like that just on sheer uh, Twitch revenue alone earns year over year? If you had like it depends ballpark. what his viewership. I don't know how many like concurrent viewers he usually gets, but um, I don't know maybe from subs and like they do subathons and from bits and everything like could be between like 60 and 100k okay so it's not like as if he's he's not poor right right he's not he's not uh yeah he, and he can get sponsorships and stuff yeah okay so here it looks like uh guapo's found uh, a little bit of oh average viewers one okay 926 so so maybe around like 60. Yeah, so he's probably much more on the low end. He's yeah. obviously not like a major streamer. He's not like XQC or right. anybody well, like that. He lost 3,000 followers. Oh, he should not have a platform anymore, <laughs> but we'll get into that momentarily. Um, so it seems like he ran this like long con where he was leaning heavily on uh, his community to basically fund his addiction. And uh, there were some kind of sad stories that came out of this, one of which was... Uh, there was a woman who was going through chemo treatment that he, I guess, had like taken $2,500 from. Mm -hmm. um, 
the the videos and stuff were were like pretty long but if you're interested in getting more detail on this uh because it's very difficult for us to like really lay the entire scope um there's a lot of excellent people in that space in the streaming space that have done like full deep dives yeah. on, on this one uh, guy did like a two hour long stream where he's going through every single message and yeah yeah, so they're, they're, it's it's kind of like when cheating occurs here, right? Like, uh, if you watch Barstool Sports, they're going to mention the Apostle thing or they're going to mention the the Ali and Jake stuff, but, like, they're not going to have the same deep dive that, like, an Ingram or, or we would provide, right? So it's kind of the same thing. What we know is basically he's been scamming people. Uh, this kind of touching story of he took 2500 from this woman getting chemo, uh, and I believe XQ is it xqrc or xqc xqc uh he's paid that woman back then and then some and apparently uh he sent her bitcoin and had a little bit left over like 1k left over or whatever and fired it off into a slot stream and just binked for 1.5 million so uh so it seems as though uh he feels some sort of uh, it, it seems as though he feels some sort of obligation to pay people back on behalf. He made a video that he is going to pay back everybody. That's yeah, I, like saw, I, I saw he and Ludwig were tweeting that they had planned to pay everybody back, but it was going to take some time. Um, I'm not sure why they feel obligated to. Yeah, somebody was like, Slicker's the type that will <laughs> make a fake account and say that he scammed himself. <laughs> <laughs> just to get a little bit of a uh, little, little payback i yeah. guess um wow sharp, sharp. yeah right <laughs> he might actually hey right. uh, i got scammed by slicker for 50k they were gonna cross-reference with slicker so they're like he's the type that will cross-reference yeah, yeah. himself right yeah. uh it's like the spider-man meme he's just pointing right. at himself like so now that we now that we kind of have this out there uh it's it's really not all that important. This type of shit happens all the time, right? Like it's only really noteworthy because of the larger conversation that came off of it and how that kind of uh, lends itself to poker. Right. Um, before I get into that though, I do want to demonstrate a little bit of like what his scam looked like to, to kind of catch everybody up. So uh, we have a few clips here of him kind of on voicemail, uh, reaching out to people and asking them for money basically. Hope you're having a good day. I'm sorry for this voice. No, I'm not gonna lie. I'm really sorry. Hope I really do hope I'm not gonna ruin your fucking day with this. But um, yeah, basically, I've asked. In case you're gonna be like, why are you asking me? I've asked a few people out there. I'm not really close with that many people, to be honest. And you might be like, why didn't you ask your girlfriend? I'm not with her. Um, we don't speak and stuff. But basically, my bank got locked, and it's just so fucking frustrating. Since I got a lot of shit to pay off this month, um, oh my, my bank got locked and I've got a few things to pay off. Now, if I asked if I could borrow and I'll pay you it back, once it, hope you have enough. Yo, Habibi, Dean, bro, I want you to, don't see me differently, bro. I, I'm so sorry in asking. Basically, my bank got temporarily locked. And I'm so desperate in money. I know you might be like, why not ask other streamers and shit? I have most, bro, I've, I don't even want to anymore because they're egotistical. Ludwig, Miz, all that shit. Trainwrecks, me and him don't speak much. He doesn't like me. But, uh, bro, it's so annoying to ask. If I did ask and I'll pay you in 10 days, is there any way you could? Um, I need 780 pounds. It's for bills. 
and then basically in 10 days i'm leaving my bank i'm moving and they're transferring all my money but this yo habibi dean yo typhoon what's up baby um i hope you don't hate me on this it's so cringe and i'm cringe for asking my brother please do not hate me please keep it personal as well Basically, um, my bank account got locked. This has happened for like three, four days. I've been asking around people. Sadly, um, today, well, tomorrow is the last day um, until my credit starts getting fucked up. It got locked out and I was looking for people that actually work and that could I, either I could ask if I could borrow from and I'll pay back. Genuinely, give me two months and I can pay back. If you can't, no worries, my brother. If you can. But please, um, don't feel forced to say yes. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I couldn't get in the call to do this, it's so, I'm, I feel genuinely embarrassed. I've asked a few streamers, they couldn't help, and yeah, I don't mind it, it's okay. Um, so I just went out, asked a few subs I've noticed, and yeah, that's why. Man, for anybody who's seen the Tinder Swindler, mm. it's <laughs> so identical. It is very mm -hmm. similar, yeah. To the ruse that he ran. Uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of, uh like sociopathic how like how much he's nailed down yeah the the approach there i mean that is sort of when people are like inactive addictions they do get cut off from their empathy yeah so it is kind of like comparable to that it's also wild like i i imagine that anybody who actually fell victim to the scam probably felt some level of either connection to him or sympathy for him or empathy for him in, in some regard. Because if you actually listen to the words, they are just screaming you're about to get scammed. Yeah. Like, hey, my bank got locked down and it's a super hassle. Uh, I promise you I could pay you back in a couple months. Right, two months. What? Well, why is your bank locked for two I, months? I've never had a bank problem that lasted longer yeah. than an hour and he or was, two. He was like using this excuse for years. So it's right. like, well, at this point you get a new bank. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Did you realize this guy was on the Hustler stream? No. Flicker? Yeah. He was? The one, no. The uh, one with Helmuth? That's a, apparently he was on the Hustler stream. I think it was Slime. Yeah, Slime yeah, was, was slime. on. Oh, okay. Yeah, this guy definitely was not. No, this guy's <laughs> not big enough to be on. I don't remember that voice on the Yeah, Hustler I mean, I, didn't, I didn't remember too, but somebody in the chat Yeah, they look, they're, they're both bald. Sure. This is... <laughs> This is gonna be me if I keep playing streamed poker. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like out there in the in the uh, bald guy. No, no, no. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be in the in the YouTube needing money. I'm gonna be in the uh, YouTube chat like, yo, uh, Habibi, Habibi, Habibi. My bank got frozen. Yo, dear mamacita. Uh, I noticed you've been a long time sub. Yeah, I noticed you've been here for a long time. You're very loyal to us. Uh, I have this problem. I got invited to live at the bike this week, and you know my bank account is just frozen. And I give you five percent free roll. Yeah, I'll give you five percent free roll. Just send the money to uh, send it to my bank account. You know, it's frozen for a little while, but like a few months, no problem. I got you. I got you. I promise. With investment or with returns, mm -hmm. uh, it, it's. It's kind of terrifying and obviously like there's a lot of access to <clears throat> this is kind of the trouble that comes with building social clout mm -hmm. is and this goes all the way back to the dawn of time right we're just able to kind of scale it a lot better now in the sense that you know the first time i was scammed was uh by a reg fish who used to play in <laughs> buffalo niagara mm -hmm. and he like followed me to the bathroom oh. while i was taking a piss and 
I, you know, I'm mashing the 510 game that we're playing and he's like a bar owner in Buffalo. So I assume he has money mm -hmm. and he just like hits me up and he's like, Hey man, I didn't bring enough cash on me. Can I get a thousand? And it's like, I was very uncomfortable, mm. but also 22 winning all the money and assumed that he was just going to put it on the table and lose, which he did. Right. But like, I never got that fucking thousand back. Yeah. You're getting free rolled. Yeah. A hundred percent. So it's like, uh, actually he did give me, I don't know if you remember it was, uh, Randy, mm -hmm. we were playing Caesars. Like this had to be eight years later Uh huh. and he had like gone on this miracle run at the WPT. He like got second or third in a major for like hundreds of thousands. Right. So Laman and I bump into him at Caesars. You're waiting at the cash outline. No, no, nothing like that. We were just like, <laughs> we were just like playing five ten there. Uh, it might have been like 2010 or something like that. We were playing a good 510 game and he's sitting at, with like a lot. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of just like uh, very quietly was just like, hey, man, I, I didn't forget. And he slides me 500, which is half. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, you just had like a 400K score. Where's the other half? Like, what, what are we doing okay, here? Everyone else. <laughs> And it's like either in his mind he forgot that it was a thousand, or he had just like gotten it to a point where he had decided that paying off half of it was <laughs> nah, he more than enough. Forget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you should be happy to get that get five hundred no, for of it. sure, for sure. <laughs> you wrote that you wrote that off a long hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, it's it's just like one of those things where uh, in these types of communities you have before it's social media, before the ability to to leverage social clout, you had to actually have some knowing of the well, person yeah it's a it's, it's and there was something that spoke to this because these two viewers were talking about it and someone posted their conversation where they're like oh it was really nice like i got to help him out and then they're like yeah that's awesome like he seems like he really needs it and like it's this parasocial yeah. relationship yes, thing and exactly. we've all experienced this just like on a smaller scale from being on the podcast but they're like parasocial relationships get formed where people think that they know you um, but there's, it's actually one-sided and they're only seeing, you know, a portion of you yeah. from what you put out there, but right. the, these relationships form cause you're interacting sort of with this community every day and you're hearing from these people and they're uh, seeming to be very vulnerable. So you develop these parasocial relationships, which are one-sided relationships with someone that you've not met. And it used to happen with celebrities a lot, right. but it's, it's a more <laughs> personal now with the streamers and podcasts and everything. Yeah. So yeah, they it, feel it, like they trust you. It but. certainly extends beyond this type of stuff too, right? Like this happens on social media. This happens on dating apps. This mm -hmm. happens in so many ways where you become vulnerable to, uh, yeah, these like one-sided relationships where one person has an agenda and the other person is just kind of like along for the ride. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like now it's happening. It, it, it can happen far beyond the acquaintance level, right? Like you can actually make this scalable. So scams in the past used to be like the type of shit that, that we would see where you would get a call from the fake IRS saying mm. that you owe extra on your taxes. Cause mm. like they actually had to work to scam you. They don't know you. Now it's literally just develop some sort of rapport where your name carries some level of clout or some level of social standing. Right. And you could just really dupe people across the board. We saw that with the Grayson guy. Yeah. Because he had a check mark and was like a yep. Disney voice actor or something. 100%. Whatever he was. Um, and I think that this is important because uh, the larger conversation that was born out of this, and this, the, this is like the bigger, bigger one that I want to actually have amongst this group because it does kind of impact us a little bit. Mm -hmm. But also it's something that uh, over the years I've thought pretty heavily about 
um, dating all the way back to when she Sheldon Adelstein was like really hard blocking online poker from like he was lobbying hard against it. And the idea was that uh, people initially believed that he was just like anti-poker, which he may have been. Mm -hmm. But the reality was he was anti-losing uh, revenue to online gambling sources, right? So it wasn't specifically poker. It was online gaming as a whole. He didn't mm -hmm. want to see like slots and, and blackjack and stuff like that. So I think that there's a larger conversation to have around that. But prior to jumping into that, um, you know, we have to acknowledge that what actually brings this conversation up is not the fact that he scammed people because that happens all the fucking time. You can get scammed by a hot girl on Twitch who does just chatting every day and doesn't have anything to do with gaming or gambling, right? The reason the larger conversation got brought up is because what he was doing with the money that he scammed them out of. Yeah. Right? He was degening it off in, in he slots was, like, or clearly or in like a gambling addiction. Right, right. So... Now that brings forward this bigger conversation that has been happening at the, the Twitch community level at large, uh, as well as the general population of people who like participate in Twitch. So the, the, the passive uh, participants, the viewers, so to speak. And there's a lot of rhetoric around Twitch should cancel gambling on their site. They just tweeted that. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they're, the basic uh, rhetoric is that, you know, Twitch should not allow gambling to exist on their site. Uh, they should police this a lot heavier because it's a problem, right? right? Um, before I kind of get into my take, uh, I, I kind of just wanted to, to throw the general question out there of, is there an obligation when you're a major distribution channel such as Twitch or YouTube or, um, you know, even to go so far as to say like Google, to police these sort of cultural, let's call them pitfalls, these, these cultural pitfalls, these social pitfalls, um, whether it be gambling addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, mm -hmm. these things that can kind of ruin lives. Right. Is it on them to parent and police in an active way or are we more on the free market side of things of... It's the individual's choice. Uh, you know, the, the, these marketing tactics aren't what's ruining lives. It's the decision to, to act. I mean, he talked about how his started with like CSGO packs. And I mean, I have an issue with the slots and everything being marketed to kids or, you know, like big streamers with a lot of children viewers and sort of getting them hooked on that type of thing so young but it is happening already in like these um game packs and stuff that's sort of starting those neurotransmitters so it's i don't know like how much you really can police it but i know that i would have a bit of a moral dilemma um because obviously they are offering them insane amounts of money every month to promote slots, mm -hmm. like million a month type stuff. And at the same time, you know that you are influencing people to do something that is literally designed to get them addicted. So I don't know. Well, for what it's worth in some cases too, especially when it comes to the platforms, it's very clear from the platform, per platform perspective that the viewership should be 18 plus, yeah. right? When it comes to someone that's streaming 
uh, things of that nature, like gambling streams. Well, that'd be 21, right? Uh, no, 18. 18, I think. 18, 18 to watch um, content. Gotcha. And to Melissa's point, it's true. When I was younger, um, I was playing like card games and stuff. Like I play a lot of Magic the Gathering and they had packs and stuff. And on the back, I'm pretty sure there was like an EV assigned to how much a pack, how much EV a, a pack itself has. Because obviously, if a pack is worth $5, the EV of the pack is not $5. There are cards that are worth a lot, but most of the time you're going to get cards that aren't worth that much. And I remember when I was younger, I would win some stuff, lose some stuff, and spend money and buy packs to opening packs is fun yeah right i started doing that when i was like six years old going to the card store with my dad so yeah. i i was born it <laughs> right. so, born so that's it. that's kind of that, that kind of brings me to the bigger picture or the bigger question at hand because obviously it's easy to police gaming they can just ban it right yeah. right but what what now becomes the question is where's the line drawn because gambling is becoming more and more gamified every single day mm -hmm. right if you look at uh like clash of the uh clash of the with clash, clash of, of clans, clans? Yeah. yeah that's a perfect example of like a, a a game that is hyper addictive in nature but is literally just a video game mm. but it has so many in-app purchases that it's oh, yeah. one of the one of the highest grossing mm -hmm. apps to ever I've hit spent the store a lot of money on that right app. <laughs> and, and the idea is that you're not quote-unquote gambling when you spend that money yeah but it, but, it, but you are it, you're it making be, negative EV yeah. purchases it's more like the predatory aspect and that could be seen as a, the microtransaction games can be seen as predatory towards children where they just want to speed up the game and mm -hmm. play it hmm. but they have to pay gems in order to it do is that. An interesting uh like in between when you really think about all of it just because it's it's so true that all of these purchases are gambling, you are spending money, but you are receiving entertainment from that as well. Right, right. So That's the where line. Is, where's the where's line? the line right, of exactly. this is gambling? We as a mm -hmm. collective society have decided this is gambling. This is looked down upon. Where this other thing, call it, even playing like a Fortnite game where you yeah. can like get skins and stuff. Yeah. That's the same Apex, thing too. like opening the packs is yeah. very much like a gambling feeling you don't right. know if you're going to get a legendary or not yeah. borderlands has a slot machine exactly in it, right so it's very fun for like so <laughs> ethically speaking where do you feel these platforms should align right like and when i'm asking when i'm asking that question i'm not asking you to speak on behalf of twitch or youtube i'm right. more so asking like ethically speaking where do you guys all fall with the idea of the amplification of gambling to a general audience. Let's, let's forget about the age aspect. Right? Let, let's, let's, let's come to an agreement that we're talking about adults. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So 18 plus, 100%. right? So now ethically, where do you guys land on the ability to promote and target people? Uh, I don't think the service. Should, I, like, I, I'm not, I never watched like these, you know, these um, slot streams and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I'm not exactly sure what is being You've been said hooked, though. What? You've been hooked though. On what? Slots. I've been hooked on slots. Have you? Oh, uh, Lamanna used to grind the slot apps for fucking. They're free. Used, oh, oh, they were like free. Slot of Mania. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Free. I would play because it was just fun. Those, yeah, yeah those I never, I never pay. You could pay for like more like coins or whatever. Oh, okay, I never yeah. did that. Yeah. Um, Slow and steady wins the race, baby. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like I guess if you're streaming and you're you're making it look like uh, these negative edge games are not uh, right. Right. That's, I think that's it's, the line, right? I, I it's just like, if you're, if you're saying, okay, this is entertainment and 
it's clear that you know you have you have a negative edge and you are probably going to lose but if you're trying to spin it where like oh if you do this this and this mm -hmm. then you're going to make money mm. which is just a flat out lie and that that's where you're deceiving people yeah. and i think that has to be definitely a line drawn that like, they should not allow that i don't know here's a, something maybe adjacent uh tell me what you think like when people are sponsored by alcohol companies but uh -huh. at the end they say like drink drink responsibly i will say like train wrecks is one of the biggest ones now mm -hmm. but to me watching him as someone who used to be hooked on the negative ev gambling stuff i see him and i'm like he is in so fucking far deep and he says like this is not a profitable thing like you will lose money if you get i think he's down someone said on twitter like 120 million yeah like he's down infinite but people like i think if they already want to do the thing they will see those big wins and then block everything else mm -hmm. out so if they already have the like they want to do this like they will people find a way find to justify it. Like, it so do you, do you find that to be a, a then moral or ethical responsibility on the platforms no, I don't think it's the platforms. I think it's, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, I don't, I don't know if that policing, it's really going to help that much. So we like, have some precedent set for this. Uh, I, I'm not sure of the, of the governing body that over, overrides this, but uh, you can't advertise cigarettes or mm. tobacco on mm -hmm. TV. Okay. Right. So this, this is yeah, like, I think it could be maybe that it would fall into that category. Right. So like, that's kind of what I'm asking. Right. So at some point in time, we decided that ethically speaking, uh, television had too much reach mm -hmm. and that it was not going to be okay to advertise a product that was so damaging as right. tobacco where, where kids could see it i right. remember when that now, happened because they used to have those camel pina colada flavored cigarettes they were advertising when i was like eight <laughs> years old and i was like i'm gonna smoke those yeah so i remember but, when they did but that. conversely alcohol is fine right and alcohol is a much bigger business yeah mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. obviously like dollars matter and i i'm only bringing this up as uh you know a this or that type of question because I don't think that I, I, I don't think that it's not hypocritical to hold the 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 stance of I won't advertise tobacco, but I will advertise alcohol. Yeah. Like to me that's clear and utter hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't really fall into either a free market mindset or an ethical mindset. Right. Right. So uh, I only I only demonstrate that because uh, it's clear that we've as a society have had these conversations in the past. Right. And, you know, for the most part, I'm pretty certain that up until very, very recently, maybe the last three or four years, gambling was not allowed to be advertised. We're only just now starting to see the Caesar sports books and, and things of that nature come rolling out. But now with that being said, if they're able to advertise in the general open platform of television, which has tremendous reach, then why should Twitch or YouTube harm their own bottom line right. by cutting out one of the biggest movers in their industry. Exactly. I don't think that um, the platform has anything, like any responsibility here. Honestly, I think that um, it's like, it's to each his own. Sorry, are, are you speaking specifically to gambling or in general? Uh, I meant to gambling or actually in general, kind of either. It's so if they general. were advertising porn, you think that would be fine? Well, I mean... I mean, I'm not trying. To, I'm not trying to gotcha you. No, you're not yeah, trying to gotcha. No, 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 no. But like advertising porn is a different thing because like it's, it's against their TOS. It's 
Yeah, that too. But it's also sponsored, like censorship. Like kids are going to be seeing this. Well, the, the, the premise that we're talking about is that these are adult-only streams. So it's 18 plus, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's kind of what I'm asking is, is uh, where's the line drawn? Because uh, for what it's worth, like I'm not trying to gotcha you. At the no. end of the day, I almost uniformly agree that this is not on the platform to police. Uh, right? So it would be within their terms of service. Yes, I, I think that that's true. And I think that like when we're talking about where the line of demarcation should be drawn for what they do police and what they don't police. I think it should be things that uh, societally uh, a simple majority agree on are, are, are bad, right? Like I think that they should not uh, advertise uh, illegal drugs, right? Because collectively we've decided that we're not going to promote the usage of illegal, illegal drugs, right? I think that they probably shouldn't promote prostitution or, uh, and that's not even to say that these things are in, inherently bad it's that they're inherently currently illegal, yeah. right? So when legalities are uh, or, or, like, basically the easiest way to draw the line is where the law draws the line, mm -hmm. right? Even if you don't agree with it, mm -hmm. right? Like even if I believe that prostitution should be, should be legal, even if I believe that, uh, you know, we shouldn't have um, necessarily uh, high, high penalties for, or high uh, using drugs shouldn't be crime, whatever, that doesn't matter. Because the law specifies that it is illegal. And I think that that's the way televi or television has operated for many, many years. That's why gambling wasn't able to be promoted on, right. on TV you for a You follow long time. the law. You follow the rules that are set in place. Right. And then you play by those rules. If you as a company want to create a TOS and say, we will not have this, this, and this, mm -hmm. it is then on to the streamer or the person that's doing it to follow those rules. And if you don't, you get I kind of ask this because I think it would be very reasonable and borderline smart especially with the seeming decline of twitch right now to lean more into a tiktok type of uh marketing platform where like only fans is a big part of their ad, ad rev right because that's a big big aspect of tiktok is it's a major funnel to only fans mm. really uh yeah <laughs> huge yeah it's like one of the the number one uh ad TikTok generation. is where you go to thirst the thirst trap yeah <laughs> And, and that's not to say that it doesn't market a lot of other stuff. Like in China specifically, right. they're utilizing TikTok to play like in, uh, like during a 15 second TikTok, they'll have ads also playing that are clickable. Yeah. So like uh, if, a, if a girl's wearing a certain shirt, that shirt will pop up and it's mm. clickable for you to buy. Oh, yeah. uh, so they're testing a lot of things. And, you know, it's basically, we're getting off to a, a separate conversation of like how moral is gamifying uh, and, and commodity, I'm going to mispronounce this. Turning people into commodities. Commoditizing. Yes, that was the word I was looking for. Didn't want to, I didn't have the courage to say it. It's okay. Uh, like, how ethical is that? That's like a... And that's a whole yeah. sidebar, yeah. right? Like, that's, that's a bigger picture conversation that I don't think we're ready to have at, at this very second. But uh, bringing it back full circle to the responsibility of the platform itself, as far as I'm concerned, I, I mostly agree with you, Conrad, in the sense that I don't think they need to over-police. Right. I don't think it's in their best interest unless they want to have like this, this marketplace that's more um, clean cut, yeah. targeting uh, youth type of plat. But that doesn't so seem that's to sort be of it's what more, Mixer was. And more that of like a failed. Nickelodeon marketplace. Like it's going to be like a lot of gaming and just like nothing. If that's what they want. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I'm not sure what Mixer is. So Mixer was another platform that 
Ninja moved from Twitch to. Okay. And it was supposed to be more of like a PG type mm -hmm. of thing, only gaming, like not um, just more for kids, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wholesome platform. More wholesome. It, it didn't do very well. I was of the impression that's what Twitch was originally. And then hot tub streams began. And I just got confused because when we first started on Twitch back in 2016, 2017, um, we were immediately like, you know, like we knew, we knew the people developing Twitch poker and stuff like that. And we, we were kind of amplified, but uh, I remember there just being like this very strict rule in place of like, if you're caught shirtless as a man, yeah. you're just banned. If you're shirtless as a woman outside of like, um, like bathing suits in water settings like it, it is they have very strict tos and yeah. it's a reason why a lot of people are moving to youtube like they're they it's just historically looser. don't really treat streamers very well and they ban them very quickly mm -hmm. so yeah and honestly when it comes to all of this stuff when you think of one thing versus something else versus something else it makes more sense to use one as the overall whereas a platform it's in their best interest if they want to promote certain things to do that like people are going to find what they're looking for whether that platform exists or not because another platform if it doesn't already exist will pop up and yeah. provide yeah, that service yeah. i agree so it's it has to be up to the people and you could say some things are moral or immoral based off of how you feel right but at the same time it's just not it's yeah. not the same, you know, people, yeah. people find what they're looking for. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that carries me into uh, how I personally feel this should be handled. Uh, and this takes me all the way back to, I remember, you know, Dan and I used to talk at length about this when, when Alistair was in the, the news often about online poker and things of that nature, where he and I both kind of had a similar take of this guy's a crackpot, but I kind of agree. Mm -hmm. And what we were talking about was the scalability of, uh, of casinos moving to an online platform, right. right? The, the reason why we don't see in-person brick and mortar gambling as nefarious as it potentially could be, as uh, society threatening as it potentially could be, is because it's difficult to uh, get in volume at scale. To where it brings people to their knees like mm -hmm. there are always going to be stories of the problem gambler who make too many trips to vegas lose their net worth mm -hmm. uh right. who have a local casino the in their access home. is just way too easy online you just log on and it's not even just the access you it's multi-table yes too. it's it's mm -hmm. the volume yeah right so uh to me when it comes to twitch i think their responsibility is not to police this in an elimination aspect because landon your point is very valid someone else will see that as an opportunity. Yeah, of course. And they'll capitalize and they will make all that ad revenue. And that's just silly for Twitch to shoot themselves in the foot for being holier than thou. Right. What they should be doing, in my opinion, is forcing the market to become educated. So uh, the same way that to sell a pack of cigarettes, it has to come with a Surgeon General's warning on it. I feel like the same should be, the, the same type of standard should be held whenever we're talking about these negative edge type of scenarios right yeah, so anything that potentially has um a, a negative edge gamble to it a proven loss rate yeah should should come with this preface of uh understand like like kind of what you were saying about train wreck er, understand yeah. that what you're watching is 
uh, is certain to result in loss, yeah. right? Or just have like the alcohol type drink responsibly, gamble right. responsibly. Yeah, yeah. It says this streamer I is mean, promoting something. I mean, most of something. them have that on their stream. Ex yeah. Exactly. And I, I just wanted to go a step further of not misleading the market, right? Because most of the advertising is done in sucking the viewer into the experience oh. of being in like that blue zone. You're saying the marketing is in the way of you can make money from like this showing thing. all the big wins yes. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you're saying. Right. So like all the highlights and stuff like that. I think all of that stuff, if it's going to live, like if I'm Twitch and I, I say like, okay, these clips are going to live on my platform. They're going to live on a platform with a warning sign ahead of it. And it doesn't have to be like skull and crossbones. Like right. it doesn't have to be to the point where they cut off their nose and spite their face. You still mm. want these outside gambling uh, arenas to market through you. But I think that you generally want to put out this, hey, just so you know, you're not special. You're not going to beat the, the uh, payoff matrix of, of these slots. Like this is just for fun. Mm -hmm. So enjoy my pain as right. a viewer type it's, of thing. Right. It's one of these things where you market it as... You are paying for entertainment. You're not playing it as a profession. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to um, touch on something you said before. Um, that cigarette, the, the, they're allowed to advertise for al alcohol, but not cigarettes. And you called it hypocrisy, right? Yeah. I don't think it is. Why? Because cigarettes have no upside. Whereas alcohol, you have fun. You can have fun. Some people and, could like, say cigarettes. That's all subjective. Fun. Uh, but cigarettes literally has no upside. Like alcohol is served in fun settings. Like you can like do things. Like I mean, you can make that argument all you want, but it's very subjective. People who smoke will tell you that cigarettes have upside. Yeah, they'll I mean, say I there's a social life, aspect. So I, like I smoked my whole life. There is no like. That's your opinion. That's it's one, just a personal. Yeah, opinion, it's one perspective know? though. Like the yeah. argument can be made for cigarettes. You know, being like something like a social ritual you know they go outside you smell like this is what i used to say when i smoked like also nicotine has a very uh it has a very powerful like walk-in effect yeah it's a, a stimulant it's, yeah it's a it's a stimulant it's a nootropic it's yeah. it's similar to caffeine in that way so it's not like as if uh i mean yeah obviously like cigarettes are gross they stink <laughs> they stink uh, and and yeah like but but also understand the, the evolution of, of that product, right? Like they were actually marketed as healthy mm -hmm. to begin with mm -hmm. in like the 30s. Healthy and cool. And there was a and huge, right. and they, they literally actively tried to target children. Okay, right? okay. So Get how did that change? What, what changed? What made that stop happening? Education, right? And that's why I'm, I'm advocating for these platforms' responsibility to be mm -hmm. to educate rather okay. than to eliminate. I mean, I have a feeling we will see some examples of, you know, the downfalls of, if we haven't already, like the downfalls of these types of gambling things and getting sucked into them. I mean, to for me, sure, like I sure. used to watch Trainwrecks like before he started gambling. Mm -hmm. And then I, I didn't watch for a while. And then I saw like him doing the gambling is like he's just completely different like he's completely like sucked into that and like you know he's going on these like 36 hour benders doing and it, to me it just screams like gambling addiction right and i think that like unfortunately we probably will see some more sad stories come from for it for sure for and sure. that will help with the education part because like right now it's so new right. there's a lot of people being exposed to it for the first time in their lives and it's very new to that this scale being advertised by stake it's, and everything. It's so. also so opportunistic in the sense that uh, if you're willing to take the loss up front, you could potentially be the next big streamer who's earning seven figures right. a month in yeah. ad revenue. Yeah, that's right. very enticing see... for coming streamers coming up, seeing their the amount of viewers they get, mm -hmm. and 
Right. It could lead to some potential career choices of I want to be a slot or gambling streamer mm -hmm. that will then get picked up by a industry or a company that will then allow me to like give me money right to do and that. at that point you are like free rolling slots right well until you get to that point and you're also becoming an entertainer in that regard people are going to make that choice anyways right people are going to do these things themselves and people having the opinion of you should x corporations should ban this yeah it's just like a personal feeling which is completely reasonable but at the same time at a larger scale it doesn't actually make that much no. sense from a corporate People have perspective been gambling since the dawn of time and they'll continue to gamble as, until the sun blows up yeah. right yeah that, that's what i mean like there is no elimination practice of these things that some people may view as morally corrupt and i think that it's it just behooves everybody to uh, be much more accepting of activities that may not fit your lifestyle, but are fitting to other people's. Mm -hmm. Try to better understand it. Try to educate. Uh, you know, try to basically keep things hemmed in as much as possible. Uh, and that kind of brings me to the correlation to poker here. Right. Right. So uh, what I think is very critical is that we don't get lumped in, and that seems to be the general consensus and the fear that a lot of streamers are, are kind of navigating at this point. The worry is that somehow poker will get lumped in. And honestly, if poker gets lumped in, chess isn't very far behind, right? Because maybe that's where they draw the line is that like poker is gambling and chess is not. But the fact mm -hmm. of the matter is you can bet on chess yeah. the same way you could bet on esports. the same <laughs> you way ever you ever seen can... poker players play chess? Right. <laughs> they turn it into gambling You can, yeah. you can literally <laughs> bet on anything. Right? Yeah. You could bet on how many push-ups you can do. Right. You can bet on how many cars that are blue you're going to see next five minutes. You can right, bet yeah. on who streams longer. Right, yeah. So it's like <laughs> uh, the, the gambling aspect will always exist. That's why I think education is so much more important than elimination. Right. And I'm not even advocating for slot streams to be eliminated, right? I'm advocating for there to be a change. Yeah. What I'm not advocating for is poker to be lumped in. I think this is a clear opportunity for platforms like Twitch and YouTube to educate themselves on the market, mm -hmm. to understand the difference, and to recognize that uh, there's growth potential in a very different way in esports, in poker, in chess, in these other arenas that money may actually have a, a, a part of or a hand in, so to speak. Even sports betting and fantasy, mm -hmm. right? Like this would be tragic if DFS got lumped into yeah. this. Right. right? Is DFS like, gambling is like there's markets for anything that you can think of when it comes to esports, when it comes to like Counter-Strike, League sure. of Legends. You can just bet Esports on betting. anything. Well, yeah. the, the big problem becomes like how we define gambling. It's just a loose definition, right? right. So uh, the real critical uh, line that I'm trying to tow here is can something be plus EV? Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. Slots cannot. Right. Mm -hmm. Clear gambling. There's no right? way to make it plus EV. Usually, right. usually it, it's pretty clear. It's, it's when you're, when you're uh, gambling against like the house or like, like, a, yeah, like an entity or you're, or you're gambling against uh, a group of people or... or one other person right. like yeah. where you have decisions to make right, right. in the in a yeah. casino right if you're someone that's like a slot like advantage player or something they mm -hmm. literally kick you out if you count cards playing blackjack to give yourself an edge they yeah. kick you out if you mm -hmm. win right? too much sports betting they ban you they ban you you're, yeah. you're too sharp yeah. mm -hmm. i think the 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 clearest definition of skill-based game versus uh no skill-based game is can i lose on purpose mm. So blackjack and poker, I can purposefully lose. Yeah, anyone who saw me in my rat hole stream mm -hmm. knows you can lose on purpose. <laughs>
I don't want to know. Actually, uh, I do want to know. I, I was ahead. playing the one. So they have the smallest rat, rat hole is five cent, 10 cent mm-hmm. rat hole. You buy in for $1 every buy in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was just playing with my viewers. Sure. I was like, fuck it. I, I had you as a card cover at first. You as the astronaut was my card Excellent. cover. Nice. Um, but fuck then I was like, ball. fuck it. I don't care. Just let's just gamble. So yeah. I took the card cover off. We're just. And just dumping like yeah, $1 we're just, at a time. Yeah, yeah, we're just playing. I'm playing the PLO one for $1 buy in and yeah you can definitely there, lose on there purpose are certain, <laughs> there are certain uh negative edge games where you can lose right. on purpose though. yes there's definitely like, a lot of good oh, that like, can like roulette like if you played every number you would lose. that's not what right. i mean by lose on purpose i mean like make a play that not not make a negative ev play make a play where i can lo- i can win zero percent of the time you're still winning some percent if you play every number you're just winning less than what you actually bet if I play okay. a hand of poker, mm-hmm. I can put all my money in the middle and, and then, then just fold, fold your cards. Yeah. If I'm right. playing blackjack, I can just mm-hmm. hit endlessly mm-hmm. until I'm over 21. Right. I can purposefully lose the game. This right? is a great I, I can never show. purposefully lose right, right. roulette or slots or anything right. like that. True, it's out yeah. of my control. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to define skill. Because right? yeah. you have actions and your actions can, in some regards, increase or decrease your overall they, win they or carry, loss. Rate. They carry, like, our control is limited by variance, but we do have enough control right. that they carry enough weight mm-hmm. that we can impact the outcome, at least on the negative side, to 100% accuracy. Right. right, like with DFS, right? You pick the people on your team. Right. There is a skill. You choose those decisions. You could choose to not use your max salary, right? You could choose not to roster anybody. Exactly. You could choose to pick all backups. Like there are ways that you could purposefully lose yeah. a DFS right. contest. Like clearly mm-hmm. there are, are uh, there, there's a skill there. It makes a lot of sense to view it that way versus yeah. the normal way that people have seen like, gambling. Let's say that you are supposed to be in a like who can lose the most contest. Right. <laughs> you could do that in poker. You want to bet on that? Yeah. yeah actually you? I do. Let's do it. <laughs> you could uh, we can do it with the with the $1 buy in rat hole. Let's if do you it. Want. Okay. Yeah I'm in. Okay. Um, but you could do that with poker or with like blackjack or one of those. But then if you were to do who can lose the most in slots versus who can win the most in slots, it's going to be the same. It's just random. Yeah, it's both random. Completely random. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that delineation is a a very critical one for us to make because what it allows us to do now is separate the conversation in how this is policed moving forward, right? Uh, the, The idea to call for a gambling ban is a scary one to me, but... It at least makes a little bit of logical sense when you're talking about massive negative EV games such as slots, right? These feel predatory in nature, especially mainly because of the online aspect, right? Mm-hmm. If this were Caesars Entertainment uh, advertising during a, a poker stream to get people to come to Las Vegas to play slots, think of all the hoops that they have to jump through, right? The acquisition model there is so difficult Mm -hmm. and the retention model is so low because Mm -hmm. the people are only in vegas for a finite amount of time right so you're only able to get x amount of dollars out of every user that you acquire you have to constantly be in acquisition and you have to constantly deal with this churn rate at the bottom right when you're talking about online though uh the the worth of each customer has to be exponentially higher than it would be in person right because every single one of those people that you acquire to your online casino has infinite access. They're never cut off unless they run out of money, mm-hmm. right? And they're always just a click away. So there's no barrier of entry. Like there is a hopping a flight, going to a physical place, having money on you, trying to get more money when you're in the physical place is even difficult, right? You know? that, that's hard. Yeah. If you're on an online casino though, you're a click away from getting another deposit. 
right? So I think that truthfully, I would love to see more regulation around online casinos, period. And I'm hesitant to say that because obviously it potentially sets back online poker right because we are still too closely adjacent mm -hmm. and we're too closely lumped in yeah. but the fact of the matter is like i was saying this on the car ride over if uh, i'm not sure what the uh what the lowest payout table is for uh, uh an in real life slot i think it might be like 97 percent or 96 percent, something along those lines but when it comes to online we should press hard for regulation to be like 99 percent yeah. payoff no, right? I, I would think yeah, there's, it's there's slots that are way like low, 94 and yeah. 98. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, fair. Okay, fine. But average, like, though, average. Right, but the right. whole point is that the dollar spend per customer is so much lower mm -hmm. than it is online, I would assume, right? Mm -hmm. And also the acquisition cost of each customer is so much higher live than it would be online. Mm -hmm. So when all of that's true and you're able to uh, like mass market the way that Stake has done through Twitch, the way you're able, like you're able to reach millions, if not billions of eyeballs yeah. to get your product out there. They're at, also doing it at such a high note, like they're sort of desensitizing the viewers to like the dollar amount right. because these people are playing with $20 million bankrolls. Yeah, yeah. So then like the viewer is like, oh, I'll play on here. I'll use their promo code or mm -hmm. whatever. And then right. to them, like, suddenly $1,500 doesn't look as big as it used to. Right. I th yeah, I think the real issue is like what you said when it comes to the marketing, because when you think about other things, right? Let's say you go to a movie, right? You're gambling that you're going to say the EV of spending this dollar amount is going to give me greater than what I just spent for the movie, right? You're paying mm -hmm. for entertainment. You're giving something away for something else. You don't think about the ROI of going to go see a movie, right? right? But when people are doing the slot streams and the marketing is you can win money and like you can increase your overall net worth from doing this, mm -hmm. there is a different story there, yeah. right? It's just a completely misinterpretation of what's actually happening. So once we as a community educate and be able to explain, hey, this is a negative EV game, but if you want entertainment and you're going to find it, that's for you, completely different. Yeah. Because we're going to find yeah. what we're looking I, for. I think ultimately we're trying to take away the predatory aspect of it. And that's why I'm, I'm speaking to more regulation. And I understand a lot of these are like rest of world sites that have like no, uh, no, no commission yeah, crypto, overlooking them. Like crypto gambling. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, we're in the wild, wild west. I hope that like we evolve out of it in some capacity, but I don't ah. put that onus on Twitch necessarily. Uh, what I do put the onus on Twitch for is removing the predatory aspect. And from my vantage point, nothing about poker streams is predatory. Yeah. Right. Like the, the acquisition model for poker is so bad not not bad in the sense of like we're doing a bad job but bad in the sense of like the roi is so low for online sites that's why streaming is what it is right there's a handful of really well-known streamers who get paid an okay amount and then there's everybody else who kind of just does it to build a brand yeah almost nobody is making money off of ctas or uh you know affiliates or right. anything along those lines yeah. because it's so goddamn expensive to acquire one new user mm -hmm. and the spend that you can expect off of a new user is so insanely low right. you're building a brand when you start like, let's say you have nothing and you want to be okay i want to be a streamer i'm going to start here and you have no other outside sources to help you the, you're effectively gambling on your ability to generate and create an audience mm -hmm. generate and create a name for yourself and then once that happens get picked up somewhere along the line because there's an effective exit yeah and the exit would be get picked up by something right
Right. Yeah. Offer value to a somebody else. A lot of po for poker streamers, a lot of it is like a means to an end or a way to get a, a sponsorship. Or I mean, that's part of building a brand. Is right. You want to get that stuff. So. Right. Yeah. You, have to, yeah. you make your because in poker now, nobody is doing the marketing for you. Right. You have to do it for yourself. Right. So if you want to become someone in poker in that regard, streaming, doing vlogs, you create your own content and then the community sees that as a whole and yeah. they decide whether or not you stick around or not. Well, yeah. more importantly with the actual product itself, it doesn't do a great job of, of self-promoting, right? So like when you watch a streamer play poker online, yeah. you don't watch anything all that exciting within the gameplay. They don't win big very often. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a lot of the mechanics of the game that you get to witness over and over. Yeah. When you watch a slot streamer, it's the highs and the lows. You're riding that variance with them. You're, yep. you're basically riding the dragon, right? Yeah. And the, the actual mechanism itself does a great job of self-promoting because of the bells and the whistles and the sounds yeah. and the big scores I mean, and the jackpots. It makes and... the stream addictive because Correct. the actual slot is designed to be addictive. Right. Mm -hmm. right. right. So I think that like that's the separation that I would lean pretty heavily on is the idea of predatory versus non-predatory. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, really push very hard for platforms like youtube and twitch to understand that poker doesn't get lumped in there yeah right uh i i think that that's like pretty critical to get across because if you were to pull the rug out from underneath a lot of these upstart streamers in the poker industry and things like that uh you're really taking away the lifeblood of a community yeah right and that's that's a little bit problematic for us as poker players as a whole because right now I think these platforms are our greatest growth mechanism, right? E even if we're just speaking about in a live venue, I still think that like the best way to keep people interested is by putting out great content day in and day out because quite frankly, they're just not getting it anywhere else. Right. The vast majority of people who aren't playing poker regularly are also not viewing Poker Go ever, Yeah. right? They're not really able to see the WSOP that freely anymore. There aren't other shows on TV. So like... You just don't hear about it. You don't see it. We're not in the mainstream. We're not covered by ESPN, none of that stuff. But it's pretty easy for them to fall down a rabbit hole on YouTube if they just like have an interest one day of like, I kind of like poker. Let me see what's going on in that space. And they just Google poker. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the algorithm just gives you something you didn't expect. Like I watch a game that I don't, I've never even played myself yeah. just because I find it fun like to watch other people auto play. Pets. Yeah. <laughs> like Ludwig plays Super Auto Pets. Right. And that's how I found it. Yeah. Because I would see a Ludwig stream or someone else stream. Mm -hmm. They play the game like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Then I, I found do that too with stream. games. Like I've exactly. never ever played Rust in my life, but I love watching Rust gameplay. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, there will be something that will come up if the corporation decides to cut it. Right. Because there's so much opportunity as seen, and that's why it exists now. Yeah. 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 So I, I think, you know, just kind of wrapping this little portion of it up, uh, I think ethically speaking, Twitch and YouTube probably don't really have to overreach in this particular instance. You know, society as a whole seems to have accepted that gambling is a part of our, our culture and it's something that we're going to accept. Uh, as far as like the United States goes, like there are regulatory practices. Maybe it's on these platforms to follow those a little bit more closely. Uh, again, I think like just sticking to what the law deems to be acceptable is a good way to navigate what's in your TOCs and what isn't. But uh, I would like to see a movement towards education. Um, educating out of predatory behavior, educating the difference between gambling and skill-based games, uh, educating like even to the degree of like what variance is and things of that nature. I, I'm not 
putting all of this on the platforms themselves. I'm right. just saying it's easy for them to incentivize their content creators to do these types of things, mm -hmm. to jump through these hoops in order to maintain their audience and keep reaping the rewards of said platforms. Um, or just like when you, you know how when they have the, the disclaimer, I guess, of the 18 plus only like warning, you have to be 18 plus and you click the thing to be able to watch it. Yeah. When you watch a, a gambling stream, they have that, but they also have like a paragraph explaining how it works, right? How the situation works. This gambling, like slot streaming, isn't a positive EV yeah. game. Right? I think that we'll, we will naturally see more opportunities for education as cases like this come out because just this is the nature of negative ev gambling yeah. and it is addictive and it is a money suck designed to be addictive and a money suck and these streamers i mean to me like yeah they're getting paid a lot but like how much of that are they actually keeping because like i'm pretty sure that they're all fucking hooked on gambling yeah who knows right <laughs> it's not really that important i guess when so it comes to well, my point is that like i think that more examples of why it is it can be detrimental right. will come naturally from this because right. they are big faces in the content creation sphere mm -hmm. and i not that i i don't ho i hope the best for them but the path that they're on does not end well well right. i just worry that that then furthers the pitchforks of cancel this stuff from the platform well yeah and unfortunately like that's where the push to delineate poker and yeah I, I think that's this why is the, the consequence of these games. Right, right. like I, that will happen i think that's why i'm like so much in advocation for getting ahead of this because mm -hmm. you're right there are going to be these horror stories and i want there to already be a mechanism in place where twitch can just point to it and say like look this is what we've been doing anticipating that something like this was going to happen yeah. uh and you know this is our stance moving forward Kind of, kind I mean, of way. Maybe we need to be making and, content about why poker is different. Well, and here's the thing, though, when it comes to like these, like the horror stories that are potentially possible, when it comes to opportunity, when it comes to business, when it comes to money from a corporate standpoint, in all actuality, someone else will then take that role. You know, like someone will be a new slot streamer. Someone will be a new big face right, to the, the name. Right, but the allure wanes once um, big figureheads, you know, the the ride stops yeah the there's kind of stops. shock there at yeah. least yeah um but yeah i i mean again like sticking a pin in this i i think that uh the call to action to get all of this element of twitch cleaned up and canceled i think it's problematic i think you can make a similar case against like the hot tub streams and stuff yeah. like that if you're very conservative sexually and i mean pay there's a people have addictions to giving for sure girls money. for sure 100 percent. like sugar day streams whatever yeah. like uh we we need to pick a lane and either be for the free and open market or you know be hardcore against and right. i'm very much i'm certain that if you force twitch into a corner of being hardcore against you're just gonna see the platform die yeah right so uh in lieu of killing the platform i think it's better that we heavily incentivize them to do what's best for the community at large yeah uh begin uh, an education process be a little bit harder on predatory behavior uh and you know just be wary of the fact that scammers exist right because you can't you can't hopscotch this thing right because once something like this happens you can then point to other vices in the potential viewership eyes of oh this is also taboo this is also not right let's get yeah. all of this off and the platform who, who's like 
who's it up to that decides where the line is and exactly what's taboo and, what and isn't. then there will also be another platform within the laws overall that will just show up and do it themselves yeah and then if you get and people are going to go there to find it right people or they'll are gonna, go to an existing one where that allows it and that one will be like oh yeah look at all this money coming in we're not going to ban this exactly because the overall law at this point is still these things aren't censored Mm-hmm. They're allowed to be shown, right? Because if the law said you cannot stream these things, this wouldn't be the case. Yeah. But that's not true. Yeah. Okay. Putting a pin in this yeah. for the fourth time now. <laughs> Hard, man. If you're actually interested in competing in a plus EV, well, let's not frame it that way. If you're If you're interested in competing in a fair gaming environment where the house is not what's crippling your edge. Don't forget that BetMGM is running a poker championship this week. Over 2 million in guarantee. You guys can head over to betmgm.com, check out their full schedule there. Uh, There is a phase event every day at 8 p.m. to get you into the 100K guarantee. So be sure to check that out if you're in Pennsylvania, Michigan, or New Jersey. Available to all of you in those those three states. Uh, The... The last bit of a conversation that I want to have around this is just how to navigate scammers in these types of communities. Uh, I think that, you know, this is nothing new to poker. Yeah. Seeing something like this is so common. Like we, this and then the Ludwig one with Grayson. Yeah. It's like this wouldn't really happen in the poker right. community. Right, right, yeah. So, so we've already seen this with this uh, Grayson guy that we've talked about a couple of times. He is kind of just like loosely in the poker community through influencers and, and things of that nature. Uh, and you hear the horror stories behind it, right? Hearing this happen uh, kind of at a scale where it's actually the audience who's being scammed rather than individuals, mm-hmm. it, it's a bit alarming. But again, like uh, in the poker community, this, this is something that you have to be on the lookout for the second you decide that this is going to be your profession. Yeah. So you're always going to come across hustlers and grifters and people who are looking to take advantage of your kindness and uh you know again i keep leaning on this but live poker in particular there is no community like this in the world where you can just see 50k exchanged (laughs) on a handshake yeah right it's just like just like loaned you know let me get a couple cranberries i'm good for it like i'll send you a text (laughs) right and that's it and honestly like the amount that it happens compared to the amount of uh horror stories it's shocking i know how good we are yeah Collectively, the as a amount community. of money that gets exchanged in a given month it's is insane. so mm-hmm. much. You just know that your reputation is your life. In in this community, that's absolutely true. Your reputation is absolutely your lifeblood. It's it's the thing that you can leverage the most. But it's also that thing where you know we've kind of uh, done this as a lot in thinks of how much money do you think you could steal through borrowing and stuff before uh, before you got caught. Pads did that with how much do you think you could oversell for the main? Right. Yeah, that's a good example, too. Yeah. Uh, and really, all it is is a question of trust. Like, how trustworthy do you think that you are in this community? How mm-hmm. much do you think your your word is worth? And yeah. for a lot of us who have been around for some time, it's seven figures, for sure. Like, it, it's just, it's not that hard to get uh, 110K loans yeah. from people who, like, just trust that you have it, that that's a small amount of, uh, of money for you, that mm-hmm. they have no concerns over getting it back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, and, and there have been people who've kind of made a career out of navigating that world in a bit of a shady way where 
they're always in debt to somebody and every time they win an event you just wonder how much of it is getting paid out because mm -hmm. of past transgressions and things of that nature uh that is the nature of gambling that's the nature of the community and the beast and everything else what i want to speak about though are kind of the warning signs that the the everyman or the layperson can kind of look for whenever this type of stuff pops up especially if you're a consumer of content where now we are seeing this kind of crop up at scale and we saw it happen during the pandemic a lot of people started really shady back alley app games where they were just raking their consumers over the coals and it was something that i was very much an advocate against like you know, I'm confident we could start a Poker Bros game, like, especially during the pandemic. We could start a Poker Bros game. We could get it out there on social. We could we could hit up our community and do all this stuff. And I'm very confident that, like, we could make seven figures in revenue. Do they set their own rake? Or I, I believe so. Okay. Uh, they might not set the floor threshold, but I'm pretty sure they, they set the ceiling. Yeah, you have, like, four options. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's like, how greedy do you want to be, basically? Gotcha. Do you want to start with, like, minimal greed, or do you want to get all the way to... <laughs> and then you can change it? Uh, oh, you can change it as per hand. You can change it like literally at any moment. Min yeah. greed versus max greed. Custom yeah. rake. Yeah, like if you go heads up and stuff, people like lower the rake. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are a lot of telltale signs. And I think that you heard them in those conversations that Slicker was having where uh, it does sound like a generic read right mm -hmm. like yeah hey mate uh, i just uh, you know i'm so embarrassed oh, over BB, this this is so cringe yeah this is so cringe <laughs> to even ask but like it's just like okay man like i've never once been approached in that sort of way and felt it was genuine uh-huh never once like your antennas go up immediately it's yeah. like what are you trying to scam me for because he has this big long like preface and also uh like tone matters the language matter mm -hmm. all of it it's just like when a person genuinely asks you for something uh specifically money where they are coming hat in hand mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like that mm. right like the the scams that i'll fall for are the ones where like it's somebody that i know to be trustworthy who genuinely comes up and goes look man uh, i don't really even know how to breach this conversation but like I'm really bad off. That's kind of what he said, though. Kind of, but like... I don't even know how to say that, but he was like, you know, maybe overdoing it. Right, it was, it was very much put on. It was very much aggressive, and it was also coming with a bunch of promises that are literally never going to get kept. Sometimes you don't really care about these things when you feel like you have a relationship with someone. But Fair, but like, that's also just like a red flag, like you're being taken advantage of. Like, mm. again, like the times that like I've lent money were times where I didn't expect it back. Because somebody's coming like hat in hand and it's just like, listen, man, like it, I don't even know how to ask you for this, but you're the only person I can turn to. Like, is there any way possible that you could give me X because I have to do this, this, and this, and that money will facilitate that. I don't know if I can pay you back. I don't know when I can pay you back, but like, it's my intention. It's his promise of like 10 days. Exactly. Two exactly. months. Exactly. Exactly. It's just such a red flag of like no shot. You're getting fucking yeah. paid back. Right. That's because you're sharp about this stuff. Most people aren't that sharp about it. They just see someone that's like either in need or like they feel like they have a friendship or relationship with them where it's like, okay, sure, like I got you. And in the back of their mind, they probably have some sort of feeling that it's not going to get paid back, mm -hmm. but you, they still hope to that feeling that it could be possible yeah. because the they don't actively he... say like, hey, I'm probably not going to give you this money back, but I really need it. He's not going to get the money that way. Right, right. What about the you part know? where he says, keep this private? Yeah, yeah, that, that too. That seems to me because mm -hmm. if, they, if they hadn't kept it private, like, 
this wouldn't have gone on as long. Right. Like, right clearly, right. like they they really did. I mean, props to them for keeping their word. They did keep it private. But a lot of these streamers are friends who he borrowed money from, like all of them, mm-hmm. and like was borrowing from one to pay the other back. And you know, this happens all the time. Yeah. But like, if they had spoken about that, they would have been able to figure yeah. out. And what I was think going that's what on. happens in poker really well. Is that people the known, cross-reference? Yeah, the known grifters just get cross-referenced out so quickly, right? Where there are just group chats amongst other people in that peer group, and they're just like, "Yo, don't don't do business with so and so." He he's just like running an elaborate scam, and, yeah. And, you know, it gets fun. And the problem is, it doesn't come out publicly, but it does get handled privately very very quickly, and yeah. those people usually get snuffed out and disappear out of the community. Um, I do think that it's just very important to understand that anybody who actually has the capacity to pay you back in this game probably will never ask. Mm-hmm. They probably just won't ever need. Like, I've never had to borrow money because I lack money. I have to borrow money because I don't have access to money. Yeah, or right? like you have it in one form, you need it in a different yes. form. I, I'm in something. Florida and my money is in ARIA chips. Yeah. Like, I need to borrow. Yeah. You have crypto, you need cash. Right, right. Like it's always collateralized. Yeah. Right. And sure, there have been times in my career where I've been down and, you know, have been effectively broke or poker broke. But like personally, I never once even had an inclination to borrow because I wasn't confident I could pay it back. Right. It's like people who are willing to take on, sorry, people who are willing to shirk the risk onto you as the, the, the nice person who's willing to lend are the ones that have absolutely no intentions of paying back, mm-hmm. right? They're devious in nature. So if it's a shit reg and he's saying like, yo, this happened, that happened, I need this, that, or that, he, he's busto, mm-hmm. right? Like if ever there's even a 10% inclination that they might be busto, they're busto. Yeah. It's true, for man. sure. Once you have the understanding in yourself that if you give money to someone, you don't expect it back, you can't get hurt that way. Yeah. But yeah. you have to truly believe that to be the case. Well, and these people were like, you know, they they were giving like all the money they had to help this streamer that they like. So it was like that hurt. That like right, that was right. hurt. It like was, the, it was, the woman who needed chemo like had to sell assets to get yeah. chemo. Like that's like, you know, it's very much like being catfish. You're expecting back. It's very much like being catfished. Like I think that they're all doing it for some level of validation to to believe or to, to sell to themselves that they're a good person who's helping somebody in need. And also like, uh, it's a clout play where it's like, I got to help this person who exactly uh, who socially is above me yep. in some sort of capacity. Like he reached out to me personally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He noticed me. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, now we have a bond, we have this connection and he'll always owe me because of this favor, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. uh, you know, the reality is A, you're getting got, but B, uh, it does have that like catfish-like appeal to it, or not appeal, but uh, kind of, disconnect or, or dissonance to it mm-hmm. where you know that it's a fucking scam yeah. like that's the dissonance that, that gets created is you go into it with the mindset of like it's pretty probable this is a scam right and then you convince yourself that it's just a free roll mm-hmm. of yeah. like oh well this money is small it doesn't mean anything to me and if he does pay me back now i have a relationship with this streamer same thing with like the person catfishing you it's like yeah this is probably a catfish but if it's not that girl's a fucking 10 and I might have just met my future wife. Well, the other thing is when it's a public figure, you think there's like sort of an insurance, like they yeah. wouldn't ruin their reputation. Right, 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 right. And I think all of this stuff that's happening, because obviously it's being more talked about when it's from a bigger name, is part of the learning curve of the internet. You mm-hmm. know, this stuff will happen all the time, different variations of it, different 
types of scams, if you will, will come out, will come up and show out. But that's part of the growth and that's part of the world now. Yeah. yeah. You know? You're just going to have to get more educated and learn things as you go. It's like a trial by fire. Yeah. Like now we now we know things are being brought upon and we're seeing it for what it could be. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you, you operate in these industries with your head on a swivel. You protect yourself at all costs whenever it comes to navigating these social relationships. And just understand that if you are going to get yourself into a situation where you are borrowing or lending, the proper way to go about it is to create tabs. It's all about the tab. Baby. <laughs> right? like, He's wearing the shirt. Yeah, yeah. You just put it on the tab. You, you just put it on the tab. If you keep a running tab with somebody, yeah. you've already developed some sort of relationship a where, bond. where oh, you know that bond. yeah, th this isn't this isn't a debt per se. This is just it's a tab. A it's the, debt the problem, adjacent. The problem yeah. was he just wasn't looking at the situation correct. Just need to call it a tab. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Can I start a tab and then start one with all those people yeah, instead don't, of telling don't go them you'll pay <laughs> them back? Just yeah. start a bunch of different tabs. Right. Don't go through. Yeah, don't go through the like getting a bunch of credit cards. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't go through all of the. Oh, I'm Without so down on my luck. Credit. Like, whatever. Just yeah. just lead with it. Just be like, hey man, I'd like to start a tab yeah. with you. And you know what? I bet Trainwrecks <laughs> would be like, sure man. Yeah. Like like you've been watching my stream for a long time, and uh, I gotta tell you, like I'm not very liquid right now. I, I'm gonna need to start a tab. Don't give people any True. ideas, man. Fuck. Right. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> At least there wouldn't be any secrets, man. It would just be out there. It'd be like, hey, man, this guy started a tab with me. He uh, never closed it. Out. He, hasn't, <laughs> he still at the bar. Tab yeah. hasn't been closed. We it's gotta get him washing dishes. It's been six bar. months. This man is drunk as fuck, and he owes me five figures. Like we, we gotta put an end to this sooner than later. Five. Well. Depends on how big your tab is. It could know? be more. It's it's not, when that, you're yeah. the bank, you have to put hard numbers on what the uh, the cap is. Yeah. Know? How much can the tab take? Right. Like you can't just let, you can't give out a credit card and say like, all right, fifteen hundred dollar cap, and then let them just spend five k. Well, That's not how that works. You can. There is something with that people will do where they'll <laughs> loan people money and then write it off on their taxes. As, really? Yeah. So. You might want to look into this. Yeah, right. exactly. we're, but, we're even. But the, there's, a, <laughs> well, there's something that. with, yeah, like where they'll take a loan. I don't know how it was. Don't quote me on it. But I was, but it was in reference to this where the guy, the streamer was kind of educating on how he should have gone about right, it. Right, right, right. And he was saying like, like that here, people will security. do, they it will could... loan out because the loans are tax deductible. Yeah, yeah. It's like, here's your security. If I never pay you back, it's okay. It's a tax write-off. Right. It also could 100x. I'll look into that for you. Don't worry. Yeah, Thanks. I, I would appreciate that, no, Conrad. Maybe you'll increase your credit line. Ah, I like this. <laughs> All I need is for fucking eat, eat the fucking boom. Uh, that is yeah, yeah. my credit line. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's all you need. Keep fucking holding your breath, buddy. We liquidated that a long time ago. <laughs> that yeah. ape is gone. That ape is long gone, he's, man. He's, he's waiting for critters to move. He's waiting for critters. When critters? When is UST gonna get its uprise yeah, again? Luna. Oh, I'm not part of this. Time. Luna to the moon, baby. Let's mm -hmm. go. All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this discussion on all things Twitch, YouTube, gambling, scammy related. Uh, we are gonna be back again tomorrow, 1 p.m. same time. Um, I think we're gonna keep 1 p.m. all week. Again, I won't be here this Friday. I'm gonna be heading to Live at the Bike again to play uh, what is being labeled as an open field game i don't know what the fuck that means uh there's gonna be 50 100 and people are gonna be playing so i'm in um be sure to check out poker out loud as we mentioned uh be sure to check out BetMGM. 
Uh, you can view their entire schedule at betmgem.com. Shout out to them for sponsoring us for the week. We really appreciate it. Please like, subscribe, comment below. Let us know who's got a tab with you. How much have you let them get up to? Is there a sunken cost fallacy in the tab where is you it, said you were going to cut them off at a hundo and now they're up to 2K? Is it a tax write-off? Right. Is it a tax write-off? Is Any, it called anybody? scambling? <laughs> is it called scambling? I don't know. Do you play slots? Let us know. Uh, yes, please like, subscribe. Also, let, let Christian know. Everybody call him out in yes. the chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, his ass yeah. hair. him and make, Shame make him. Twitters about him. Shame this man. Like, not only did he not call in when he had the opportunity to do so every fucking day that he was home with Correct. DR Mamacita. in the chat. But now he's just like here. And then he tells us, I'll be back Monday. Maybe even could do t- tonight if you guys do a night podcast. That was on Friday. Right. I think he just didn't want to wear the chin the pin shirt. I think that's what it was. That that probably is true. <laughs> we We really need to lean into the chin the pin. First thing I'm going to do when I see him is just like bop him in the middle of his forehead and see if he wobbles. <laughs> wobble, wobble. Oh shake God, it, shake it. That is uh, disturbing. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get wrapping. That was cringe, Habibi. <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.